I am ready. Wait, hey, man, yo, where's the code? I, I don't know no code. What you talking about? Like, what code? Come on, man. Just give me the code, okay? Like Da Vinci code, like code red, like the Contra code, like up, down, up, down, select, select, A, B, A, B, left, right, left, right. That one? Welcome to another episode of Dad George. We're just uh, two dads trying to go X, X, or up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right, X, Y, X, Y. Is that the code X, for Y, X, Y, B, A, B, A, select, oh, start. B, A, B, A, select, That's select, it. start if you want two players. My bad. It's been so long since I played Contra. It's the Konami code right there. Yes, it is I the mean, Konami code. Use it more than just Contra. That's all We're trying to Konami code being dads. Yeah! Oh, that's how we pulled it together! Boom! Right there! <laughs> Xbox Podcast is the official Konami code. We actually done. got sponsored by Konami. <laughs> Um, and, uh, <laughs> now while we were ahead, cause we're, we're never going to connect it that well. No, that was so good. <laughs> oh, well, listen, I'm Zach Holden and I am Scott Ragsdale. And with us today is our special guest, Chris Roberts. Chris. Hey, what's up? Welcome back. Thank yes, you. Yes. Returning guest. Super excited about that. Chris, we have a new set of questions because you know, we don't want to hear your dad joke anymore. We heard that and we're always excited and slightly surprised that someone yeah. would want to come back. So uh, yes, I mean, it's good. Absolutely. I like it. Uh, Chris, so what's new since we last talked? Nothing. <laughs> You're not into vests or anything? No, no. <laughs> That's what uh, I'm, I'm almost done with another book. Oh, great. Oh, yeah, which one? Uh, it's the sequel to The Scribbler Files. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. That's a good one. You it's can called... find it on Amazon, and you should totally do it, because it's yeah. a good book. It's called The Case of the Architect's Treasure, Ooh. and it's um, an homage to Goonies. Okay. Fantastic. So it's, you know, kind of like uh, Ready Player One, like mm-hmm. anybody who grew up in the 80s. We'll read that book and we'll just be like, oh, I lived that. So you'll read this book, The Case of the Architect's Treasure, and you're going to be like, oh, that's from Goonies. Oh, that's from Goonies. I love this. So awesome. nice. Like Hopefully, it. here in the next couple of months, I definitely want to get it out before the summer. So okay. It's just awesome. Yeah. Put on Amazon again? Yes. Nice. So we can find you. Where at? What's your Amazon link? What do we, just search Chris Roberts. Yeah, Chris Roberts. Yeah. In the Scribbler Files. Yep. And if you find Chris Roberts, the author of Wing Commander, that is not me. <laughs> Indeed. Wrong Chris Roberts. Wrong Chris Roberts. Yeah, just, just take it. Like, you could, you could go to nudgebooks.com as well. That's nudge, N-U-D-G-E, books.com. Okay. Yeah. Right now. Well, since uh, not, much else is new, not much else is new, uh, what's good in life right now? I mean, what's not good? Life, <laughs> life is good. The, so the weather is not changing. good. Mayonnaise. It's warmer. Mayonnaise I'm wearing good. shorts right now. Hey, that's yes. right. These are these are presentable shorts, not necessarily my preferred dad shorts. These are your outdoor shorts. These not are my yeah. Shorts. These are yeah. my. I could wear these in a social gathering and it'd be okay. Shorts. I I have seen your, I've seen your house shorts. Yeah. Yeah. This is an uncomfortable conversation. I'd like to move on to the next letter. Yeah. I'm also wearing flip flops because oh, it's warm enough so to good, do that. Yeah. Although the wind is pretty crazy at this moment. It is. Yeah. I, am, I am wearing jeans and a sweatshirt, and I regret that decision. Yeah. I am warm. So the weather's nice. You know, we just had spring break, and I went to Phoenix. Nice. And that was great. And what did you do in Phoenix? We, so. My dad's got a timeshare down there, and his birthday's in mid-March, so he and his wife always go down there for spring training because there's like 12 teams oh, that are down there. Yep. And so our family went down there with them this, this time and went to a Rockies game nice. and you know just went around town, did some things. Was uh, Were you able to get any autographs? I've heard it's a lot more accessible for fans to meet players down at spring training. Well, I'm 45, <laughs> and it's a little weird to ask 20-year-old 
spring training players. Yeah. yeah. And my yeah. daughter, my 15-year-old daughter is like, either she thinks they're hot and she's too shy to go up to them, <laughs> yeah. or she just doesn't care. She's there for yeah. the hot dogs and the social atmosphere. Right? Yeah, so, no, we did not get any autographs. That's so, awesome. Uh, if I, you know, I was going to tell a story. You want to tell your whatever you know? I was just going to ask if it was freakishly cold in the desert of It yeah, was Phoenix. cold. Okay. It was the coldest day that they'd had in a year. That's crazy because we went, we went camping in the desert, and it was freakishly yeah. cold. So. We were going to drive up to um, Grand Canyon, mm-hmm. and the day we Snowing. were going to do it, it snowed, and it yeah. was like 15 degrees. Yeah. Oh, I have to retcon just a little bit. Last episode, I said that Redwood got four inches of snow. It actually got four feet of snow. Feet? Yes. So when we were driving through the desert and it started like just snowing uncontrollably, I was thinking you're you're yeah, no. you're not going for it. Four inches four of snow. Of snow. You I was don't like, know how to drive in snow. You're from Chicago. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like know I had. That. To, I, that's why I feel like compelled. <laughs> Because I feel like, you know, I just, driving yeah. four inches of snow. You're the problem with Missouri drivers right now. <laughs> I drive in the left lane. I can't drive in snow. You are a typical Missouri driver, Scott Ragsdale. Let's collect your award. Uh, when these signs starts flashing chains needed on your tires, uh, that's when I'm out with my minivan and pop up camper. So, but the, sorry, go But ahead. the students love him because then he shuts down school. Right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That There's a, a threat point. of snow. School's canceled. <laughs> No, Chris, I was going to tell you that uh, my daughter, we went to a Reds game, and she's named after Barry Larkin. He's my favorite baseball player growing up, and he does broadcasting for the Reds, and um, she wanted to meet him. And so coming, like, we were out in the outfield. Nobody's there. And uh, one of the broadcasters who does their pregame show, Scott, uh, Sam LeCure, he came and sat in the section. And I'm like, oh, look, that's Sam LeCure. My daughter's like, well, who's that? I was like, he's a former pitcher. Now he's, you know, the broadcaster. She goes, does he know Barry Larkin? I'm like, I'm sure he does. They're on the same broadcasting. She has the stones to walk up there and go, hi, Sam LeCure. Uh, nice to meet you. Can you get me Barry Larkin's autograph? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't ask for Sam at all. That's he was just like, no, but I can sign something. And she's like, I'm good. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, wait. Burn. <laughs> I was like, that is cool. It's like the single tear just going down his cheek. Yeah. He's like, I hate that Barry Larkin. <laughs> Worst. That's awesome. You need now. Uh, I lost track of time. Hey, uh, you could have dinner with three dads from history. Who would you have dinner with? Hmm, that's a that's a good question. Three dads from history. Man, I know. Sprung it on you. I know. I I haven't had time to <laughs> was not on to the pre think about this. Accommodating hosts. Uh, yeah. Uh, gosh. Whew, this is a tough one. I know. Um, I would. So I've kind of gotten into genealogy a little bit. Man, I am old <laughs> to say that. And uh, we have traced my dad's, the Robert side of the family, back to Kentucky. Yeah. But we don't know who it was that came over from Kentucky. wherever Kentucky's to still Kentucky. In America. To America. <laughs> Came across the pond. Oh, my bad. Not came across Man, the Missouri you, from Kentucky. My bad. The opposite of accommodated. <laughs> Sorry. And, uh, In a long week. <laughs> going off the rails. <laughs> so anyway, long story. Longer. Okay, restart. You're good. I would love to um, get to meet whoever that ancestor was yeah. that made the decision to come over. And what, you know, what was it? And my My grandpa was... 12 out of 13 children. Really? So it'd be interesting to have a meal with 
my great grandfather and be like, yeah, <laughs> what did you do to get away from your 13 children? I'm guessing he would have much time to eat dinner. <laughs> he was never home. He was always out at the, you know, the bar or something. Who knows? Gosh. That was two dads. I don't have a third one. Okay. I don't. No, nothing's coming to. Biblical character. How about Mr. Incredible? Ooh, yeah, that's okay, a really that's good, good one. one. I feel like he's a flawed dad. He'd be one to fight. It'd be fun to talk to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I like him. Uh, all right. Let's go with. Uh, well, do we want to move on to the serious interview part? I mean, we should probably save some extra time for the serious interview part because it's yeah. pretty serious. I know Chris is going to go long. and you're It's gonna go so long. serious. It's no, stay. So it's great. Serious. It's good. You're going to want to listen to it. <laughs> then you're hyping it up after we totally tanked everything. Else. I'm going to have to do better on this edit. <laughs> want to make you work? Let's reset. Uh, okay. <clears throat> and scene. All right. So today we're going to uh, talk a lot about uh, the color code and different personality profilers and things like that. Uh, so we want to kind of like wet the palate uh, with some questions uh, about um, how you utilize those things in your house. So I think we should talk before we do that. We should probably introduce what the color code is before we ask like questions about parenting about it. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, since we did never introduce it. So uh, thank you for undermining my entire intro. I, this is the first time I've intro the series. Do you want to try it again? No, I'm and just hurt. Scene. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I'm just asking because clearly you two are the experts on color code. I just have taken the test and been to a seminar. You guys are the ones who are like leading the seminars Expert and things. Is a strong word. <laughs> so as the, I mean, I'm playing the avatar for the listener I've done right it for now. More than a day. Okay. As you discuss color code, I want to know more about it because I'm curious. What is this color code you speak of? Oh, sounds good. See, uh, that's about, yeah. yeah, okay. That's uh, Chris, help help me out of here. I, like just. I'll start it, and you 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 finish out all the details. Sure. Okay. Uh, so um, the color code is a personality profiler that was um, created by uh, Dr. Hartman, right? Is it? Mm-hmm. Not, yep. I always want to say Phil Hartman. Yeah, that's but it's not, not Phil. Correct. No, it's not Phil. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's what I, what I always go to, um, and he uh, kind of covers it uh, deeply in his book, The People Code, um, and it is a personality personality pro- profiler. Uh, similar to um, other ones that you may have seen, the Myers-Briggs, the Enneagram, the uh, True Colors, things like that. The thing that differentiates this from other personality tests um, to me is that it focuses largely on the motivations, not necessarily your behavioral patterns. Um, it talks about behaviors of different like colors, different personalities, um, but I'm more interested in why people act the way that they do, not mm-hmm. just that they act a certain way. So um, it's kind of a kind of a cool way to really dig into the psyche of, of people. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say uh, you don't need me to add anything to that. That's great. I mean, it literally, it's the thing that differentiates it is it's about motive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Myers-Briggs is great. There's such nuance to learning people's different personalities you know, DISC is good, especially in a business setting. Enneagram is good. Um, but I've not really experienced anything like color code that is very specifically motive-centered. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm with you. Like, I want to understand why people behave a certain way um, and get to the core instead of just being frustrated because somebody's acting like an idiot. Yeah, absolutely. I want to get deeper, and, and, and I think as Christians— God calls us, you know, walk a mile in someone else's shoes. Well, to do that, I need to understand a little bit of, of where you're coming from. And that's why I love color code is, is 
the motive matters, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so you're calling it the color code. Again, playing avatar of the listener. What are the four colors and what do they stand for? Red, yellow, white, and blue. Absolutely. Red is? Red is motivated by power, which is not necessarily like hierarchical leadership power. It's just getting things done. So like moving from point A to point B power. Right. And then white is motivated by peace, which is often a very confused color. Anybody who's not white doesn't understand it. And the best example (laughs) uh, I've had is imagine the most peaceful place you've ever been. Right. For some people, that would be like the beach or, you know, the very quiet woods or something. I don't know, whatever it is. Uh, That feeling that you have, a white personality wakes up in the morning and they already feel that way. And they spend the rest of their time trying to make sure that the rest of you idiots out there don't take that away. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of idiots, we have then the yellow personality. Oh! Zing! (laughs) The yellow personality is motivated by fun. So uh, that is, um, they often get a bad rap for being uh, just not serious and all that kind of stuff, but uh, they're really just trying to move through the world uh, and trying to be happy, trying to be fun. Um, trying to capture uh, that feeling of fun, and they're and they're social experts. Yeah, like they can work a room naturally, and some of the best leaders that we've had in history have been yellows because they're so good at working a room and motivating people. I I really have a lot of respect and love for yellows, even though sometimes they act like idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. And then the last color is blue. Chris, you want to tell us about the blue personality? Blue is the touchy-feely, intimate people, right? They're motivated by intimacy, so relationships and the thing that the things that make relationships work. And so there are things like loyalty and um, uh, sincerity that are very important to them. Um, and so... These are broad generalizations. Yes, absolutely. Right? There's nuances just like every other personality profile type thing. Um, and not everybody is all one color. Um, in fact, it's very rare to find somebody who's only three colors. Most people are a mixture of four different colors. Um, there's, I think it's less than 10% of the population is only three colors. And I've never heard, I don't know if you have heard of anybody who's only two colors. Oh, that'd be um, wow. I I have some staff members that test really? that two colors, but it's one of those things that <clears throat> you leave. Like the test is such that oftentimes you have two uh, two characteristics that you're leaning between, oh. and like, and it's very like it's an inexact thing. Um, one of the things that I I, I do a lot of I like I I try I've done a lot, dug into the enneagram quite a bit, dug into Myers Briggs, and I think one of the things that I love about the the enneagram is they don't want, like the people who write the books on that don't necessarily want you to like do a test to determine your number. And I hadn't really thought in that term until I read that book. And it was like, no, like read what each number means and then try and determine what number you are. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's kind of that, that Enneagram mindset. And I think the same mindset goes into uh, the color code. And this is my big disclaimer for the color code with my staff, with like anybody that we talk to, uh, talk to about the color code 
is it is not give you free license to be an idiot or be a jerk or, you know, whatever. You can't just lean into your limitations and say, oh, I'm a yellow, so I can be a moron. Uh, that is not what it's about. It's about building, <clears throat> understanding those people that you are around, but also developing the areas uh, within yourself and understanding your limitations so that you can overcome your limitations, not lean heavy into them, if that kind of makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. And and I I love that you said that any of these personality things, and I think your audience will appreciate this, they only work if you try. Yeah. If you commit to trying. If you're not going to try, then, you know, it's not going to work. <laughs> if only one person in a relationship is trying, that's not a very good relationship. You both have to try. So, Absolutely. Okay, so we're getting ready to go into the, the serious interview part, but yeah. the uh, kind of laying the foundation for what we want to accomplish with the next few weeks of the Dad Shorts podcast. Um, we'd like to just use this as an opportunity to give a general overview mm -hmm. of the color code, the different colors and all that kind of stuff. And then we want to take um, some time over the next few weeks and dig into each color a little bit more specifically. Um, so kind of flesh out the colors. Chris, what's your primary color? I am red, uh, secondary color white. Uh, I've taken the test four times over the past 12 years. And two times I came out red, secondary white, and two times I came out white, secondary red. So pretty close red-white. So they're very, yeah, almost interchangeable. Yeah. And then I have a healthy chunk of blue. It's like 15 to 18% and like 2% of yellow. <laughs> uh, so for me, I am a yellow-red um, with uh, a sizable chunk of white and then like almost non-existent blue. Um, I can't say that it's three cause it's like a 1.8% or something. Something I think I answered one question that was blue. Uh, <laughs> so there's that my yellow and my red, uh, yellow is quite a bit bigger than my red, but the, the red is, is definitely there. Hey, Zachary, mm. tell us about your color. So your I took chart. it, Van Benson, who is one of the trainers. Mm -hmm. I took it with him as part of a seminar with my other, other mother schools I was at. And I scored 75% yellow, 20% red. 5% white, zero blue. Scott contends this test is inaccurate and that I am primary red, not primary oh, yellow. No. Well, would you... Thank you, Chris! No. Zero no, chance of No, 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 no. False. False. You're rewriting history. No, no, I'm not. I have not said that you are primary red. I just mean you have way more red than that test would say. You are aggressively fun. <laughs> Like I let's think just that is the best descriptor right there. <laughs> that yeah, is a great description. I, fun. <laughs> right. That is me to a T. I'm still motivated by fun. You're, I'm not saying you're not motivated reds by fun. Do I just fun. think I think that it is not seventy five percent yellow. You're not sunshine Pac-Man yellow. <laughs> you are you have a lot of red. Like we have said multiple oh. times, your red is the reason that this podcast <laughs> happens every week. Because mm. my yellow would not allow this to happen every week. So I just think this podcast is fun. <laughs> I didn't want to keep doing it. I aggressively. I get it. Aggressively. That is good descriptor. Yes. I aggressively love fun. <laughs> Please calm down, sir. <laughs> so we want to ask just a couple questions about uh, like parenting uh, through the color code. Sure. Uh, and I feel like that's kind of where you know you're a trainer, uh, and so we know you are. You can speak a lot too. Um, not just knowledgeably about it but how you apply 
that knowledge and a parenting scenario. So we want to kind of talk about that. First off, I lost my questions. Oh, uh, mm. how do you think that your child's personality affects how you parent them? Mm. Thanks. Scott. That's good. So, uh, Zach, I almost called you. you Skippy. Skippy. Do no, people Skippy know you, Skippy, we, on we, here? Yeah, we've, we've talked about it. Yeah. Skippy, it's, so I it's did, canon. I did go speak at CIY, and I introduced myself as Skippy, and is driving my wife insane <laughs> and I, I love that <laughs> anyhow go ahead yeah call me Skip so you you mentioned van uh benson uh van and tammy have done all the trainings that i've been a part of and um they over the years have reiterated you don't really know your child's personality until at the earliest probably 11 or 12 years old which makes sense i mean there's a whole ministry called J12 that's wrapped around the idea that we only see Jesus one time as a teenager, and that's at age 12. And there's pivotal moments at 12, and the first steps of your foundational personality are are really taking hold at age 12. Science proves that um, your brain can physiologically—I mean, you guys know this, your educators—can physiologically start understanding abstract ideas at that age. So it makes sense that personality— would start to stick. Not that we don't see glimpses of that sure. before that, but so anyway, say that to say my, my daughter's 15 and she's definitely solidified some things over the past three years. Um, and she's taken the test and she, when she took it, she came out blue, but, um, I think she's more white than blue. Um, and that definitely, absolutely, 100% informs how I parent. Um, the whites, motivated by peace, literally, she would, on a Saturday, would stay in her room the entire day. And this is not, this has happened a thousand times. Hey, babe, what are you doing? Nothing. <laughs> you okay? Yep. You need anything? Nope. You want to come out and hang out with us? Do I have to? <laughs> no. Okay. Like, that is typical of a white child. Yep. There's nothing wrong with them. They're just at peace. Yep. And they don't need anyone else to bring them peace. Um, oftentimes, oftentimes, like, misun misunderstood as, like, just strictly introverts. Right. But they definitely have a tendency to be very introverted. Yeah, oh, she and she. I would I would say if she took other tests, she'd classify as an introvert. Yeah. But she's also very sociable, right? So when she's around her friends, that's and I think this is part of the reason why the blue came out. She's very proactive about making sure that her friends are taken care of. Like she'll go out of her way and make sure, you know, her best friend didn't have uh, the snack that she wanted for lunch. So she made sure to bring it. That's a very blue, thoughtful thing to do. Right. Um. So, it, it let's talk about maybe discipline, right? It definitely informs how I would discipline her. Um, as, a, as a white red, white, she's logic-minded, so she knows she's done something wrong. If I can explain it to her in a way that makes sense, she's going to be accepting of the punishment. But she's also blue, and so if I'm going to, you know, give her swats or something, that's not a good discipline measure for a blue mm -hmm. they're going to be really hurt like you're cutting them to the core um but if i can help her understand how this has hurt the relationship oh man she's never going to do whatever that is again yeah. because as a blue she knows 
this is going to affect the intimacy that I have. So, you know, that's just one small example of, of how that kind of informs the decisions that you make, right? Yeah. So for mine, we have, we have four kids. We've got, uh, we've kind of gone through the test with the two oldest ones, um, kind of in there above that 12 range. Um, one of the things that Van said at the training that I was at was <clears throat> essentially all kids are yellow for a time. And so like that yeah. it's kind of hard to determine. Um, so you're saying Skippy's never grown up. He's never grown I, up. I have said for years, I have a Peter Pan complex <laughs> and I do. It's fair. Uh, it's so like it, it is interesting that uh, like when my my kids test it, we've got like a red yellow, we have a white yellow, we have a yellow like the sun, and then we think <laughs> our our youngest one is actually more of a blue yellow. Yeah. Um, so like that kind of it's interesting to see how they all interact with each other and how um, like I don't know if you've if you would I don't know I can't remember if, I, if this was a thing that Van said. But um, basically, like when you are in conflict mode or when you're dysregulated, you move to the negative right. uh, parts of your of your secondary color. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's very evident, like when like my oldest is in trouble, he reverts to that like really sarcastic, like the yeah. nasty parts of a yellow personality. <laughs> um, and it's hard to rationalize because he's not in his logic center. Right. So it's really important to like before we process this let's get into that moment like let's regulate and then we can have that that logical conversation about like how this impacts this and and all that kind of stuff we try to have that logical conversation when he's in that dysregulated moment there's it's not happening yeah and he just gets more hateful yeah. <laughs> downward downward spiral yeah uh, i have just a question uh and it's not really a, a adding to that at all but uh Chris, as somebody who's training, uh, I'm curious, do you find birth order? Is it all connected Ooh, to yeah. color code? Because, like, obviously we know the reds are uh, generally more driven, uh, more, you know, uh, guided toward power. Uh, oftentimes if you look at birth order, that's the oldest child as well. Is there, like, a, any statistical data that proves that oldest child, oldest children are more likely to be red um, simply because they're at that birth order? Uh, I, you, Scott, you can back me up on this. Mm -hmm. I think that van has said yes that more likely the first child is going to be red gotcha. statistically in that way but i don't think it's overwhelming yeah. um and if i remember right the breakdown is like 25 percent of the world's population is red 20 percent is white 35 percent is blue and then whatever the rest of it is is yellow. Mm. Like it's another twenty five. I was thinking fifteen, but I was yellow and got distracted. And then how that works. And there's the other rule. thing is a lot of people will think that men are red and, and women are more blue. Yeah. Yes. And it's that's really not accurate. It's it's pretty even fifty fifty split in both ways. Um so we have one of our best friends, Mikey. Yeah. Very strong blue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep, nine percent. I said that question. I was curious. Uh, my next question more is uh, like, I know you, you have a lot of experience with other personality tests. And, and so I'm curious, do you use any other personality tests, subjectivity measures to kind of help inform your parenting? How does that kind of connect with the color code, like uh, in conjunction with, or yeah. uh, as opposed to, and just kind of curious, like, I know you can speak a lot into this and curious where you're going to go with it, honestly. Yeah. So similar to Scott, I, I have always been fascinated with behavior and the why behind what people do to the point that I studied it. I, I went to school for a year, studied child psychology. Yep. 
almost went into the field with behavioral psychology. And so I've done probably every test that there is out there yeah. and, and studied them. And so there's, you know, at 45 years old, having, you know, half of my life of studying that, that there's a lot of stuff in there that kind of overlaps, right? Sometimes I don't know if it's the Myers-Briggs that's coming out or the Enneagram or right. whatever. Yeah. Um, I think situationally, I probably use them in different ways. Mm. Um, you know, disc stuff is going to be more workplace oriented for me. Disc stuff, well, which disc? I can't remember what the breakdown is. It's been a while since I've done it. Yeah. Is that the but, animal one? No, no it's, it's also a, color. Oh, okay. Um, I don't, and then there's like then. quadrants. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's a whole other podcast. Just was curious. Uh, Myers Briggs. I mean, there's what twenty four, sixteen, sixteen, sixteen. So that's not really. You're not going to go to work every day and shuffle through the sixteen different. Yep. Myers Briggs types trying to figure out how to interact yeah, with that. Most, the right? most trouble with that, like color yeah. code. Maybe it's because I'm yellow. I'm like, <laughs> I'm just gonna keep on ringing that bell. Um, but the four colors I can get, even though right. the more you get into it, the more you understand that the secondary color right. really changes yes. everything. And like, it, it's great to know the color code in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know, I know of a lot of companies that'll even post their employees colors yeah, our church like does. outside their door or whatever um because the secondary color is so important yep. it informs so much of a person's motivation but for me color code in the home is hands down the best yeah um to the point where just last week uh my wife has like three percent white and we had just one kind of hyper stressful situation when we were on vacation and she went immediately to the limitations of her white, mm. which never happens. But knowing what I know about color code and motive matters, I knew immediately she's hyper stressed right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's what I can do to help, help her as a partner, get her out of this. Yeah. So in parenting a child, that's the same is true, right? So if my child's hyper stressed and she starts withdrawing and becomes silently stubborn, mm-hmm. Those are limitations of a white. I know, okay, she's living in the unhealthy parts of her color. Uh, how can I help her lean in more of her yellow and, yep. and come out of that or think a little bit more logically um, power red and like, okay, let's move forward. Let's yep. get to B. Let's not sit where we're at. Yeah. Yep. So, um, but absolutely, those other things kind of have helped to inform, you know, I'm an INTJ, which is a Myers-Briggs. The end, the intuition part of my personality is the highest. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my wife and I have a lot of conversations about that. Like, I don't know why I know this, but I know this, and I just need you to trust my intuition right now. That's mm-hmm. not a that's not a color code thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's been an important conversation for us. Which is interesting because you're also I like I also like drawing the through lines between them all. Um, so like the intuition part also meshes well with your uh, your red, right? Because the red just like. Yeah like forcing like going going forward and trying to get from a to b the intuition plays a heavy part in that and i sure. love the like reds only have to be right 51 percent of the time like that, <laughs> and that, that kind of tidbit like it's just a fun i, I don't know i like you know, i like drawing that conclusion that's that was said by a, a yellow a red <laughs> yeah. would say we have to be right 100 no. percent of the time <laughs> a red would say they're right all the time right but yeah. like 
<laughs> they're not wrong until they breach that 50% mark. Um, wrong? The... What, what is this wrong you speak of? <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> uh, I will say, the uh, for me, the color code, and then we'll move on to the our, our activity because it's, it's a fun one. Um, but the... The motive matters uh, and the color code thing, like it changed my professional trajectory yeah, completely. Yeah. Um, we, my wife, uh, when I was first, like my first year as, as a building principal was my least favorite professional year like ever. Mm. Um, and I could not figure out why I was so dismally like depressed and why it was just awful. Um, and my wife said like she, our church put on the, the motive matters thing, brought Van and Tammy in. Um, and she said, Hey, let's go to this marriage retreat. I'm like, we're good. Like I, we have like, our marriage is solid. Uh, unless you think that it's not like maybe, <laughs> maybe whatever. Uh, and so we, uh, we went to this thing. I went begrudgingly and it was the absolute best professional development, um, like for my school, um, that I've ever had. And also within my home. And it was like what I realized through that. And what I hope that people who go through this process and do some digging into and listen to our podcast and all that kind of stuff um, is the uh, I was trying to principle like good principles, um, what I knew of good principles, how they would principle. Um, and it turns out every single one of those principles that I had seen as good principles were blue. Um, that was their primary. Mm. I have no blue. Mm -hmm. And so I'm trying to shoehorn my yellow personality into the way that blues would operate and feeling like a failure perpetually um, because I wasn't measuring up in those areas. Mm -hmm. And once that like that light switched on for me, um, I was able to not just like excuse poor behavior because of my yellow or whatever, but like really lean into what does it look like to do this job and to live my life as a yellow who's working on, you know, developing my, my, my weaknesses. But that, that switch flipped and hasn't gone back. Now it's been, okay, how do I navigate these scenarios as a yellow principal? How do I keep from 100% irritating my blue staff members? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> all of those types of things kind of play into it, but it was, it was, it was a great, uh, like life-changing moment i feel that's a yellow thing too as you go to like grandiose like this is the greatest thing of all time uh, but it was literally like it changed my professional life completely yeah. so uh i love that for it i love that you do it with the entire staff mm -hmm. because again if if not everybody is trying yeah or if you don't have the common dialogue you're gonna hit a wall yeah uh but it's still, even if someone else hasn't done it and you've done the training and you understand it, it gives you a little bit deeper understanding of why a person is behaving the way they are. And, okay, I can have grace in this situation because I know that this behavior right now is a limitation. It's not who they are all the time. Yep. And, okay, we'll work through it in a healthy way. Yeah, and I love that you said grace because that's the that's the crux of it. Right. Like people people aren't bad people. No. Right? Like it, we need to give that grace, and this definitely helps us do that. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, what we want to do is we want to kind of help people understand who are not familiar with the color code or who are still learning their way through it. We want to kind of go through some examples. And so we want pop culture dads. We're just going to kind of make a list, and we're going to just kind of say, hey, this is pop culture dad. I think that this color and this is why they kind of uh, exhibit some of the traits that might go with the specific color. So uh, 
we each came with like a list of like five to seven dads and they're just going to kind of go through and say, Hey, this is the dad. And then here's the color code. I think most best matches with that personality. And we'll kind of discussion on it. we got about the uh, eight ish minutes, six ish minutes, six ish minutes. Uh, Chris, you want to go first? Sure. Darth Vader. <laughs> oh, Darth Vader. Oh, perfect. Oh, perfect. Out there. I had it on my list. list. Uh, I'll out. give you a line. Okay. okay. And then you can tell me what his uh, personality is. Okay. Okay. You're thinking Darth Vader, not Anakin. You and I together could rule the galaxy. Okay. To go back to Skippy's question here. I mean, Anakin. So when you take the test, yeah. you're supposed to take it as a child. True. Yep. So, yes, Anakin. Mm-hmm. It makes sense if you know color code. Yep. Anakin as a child, you knew his trajectory was going to yep. be this, yep. or yep. it had the potential to be that. Yes. Yep. Because your motivation doesn't change. Mm-hmm. However, your behavior changes based on trauma, based on all of these yeah, different trauma. things. Yeah. That, that And he was definitely had some trauma. Yeah. So um, what, what would you say? I would have assumed he was red yeah. uh, with a secondary blue. There's a lot of emotions going on there uh, for him. He connects with way he connects to Padme and with a... Uh, uh, Absolutely. Oh, yeah, I can't think of Liam Neeson's His character. path started uh, because his mom yeah. died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a very blue... Yep. Yeah. And he felt betrayed by the Jedi. Mm-hmm. So that the loyalty that he would value so highly as a blue. Yeah. I would say he's a blue red. Maybe. Uh, because ah. he was in that trauma center and dysregulated. So he went full on red, yeah. like rage monster. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but he held on to those grudges for a long time, which is one of those things that is a limitation of blue yeah. is that uh, even the way he talked about it was, uh, you know, we think about in the second episode when he's talking to Padme and he's like, politicians don't know what they're doing. We could like, yes. it's all very nurturing in the way he wants to approach ruling the galaxy. It's not a yep. power driven. It's they're doing it wrong. And I, we could make it better, <laughs> which is 100% a blue right. characteristic. Yeah. Yeah. What do you and think? Chris? Hates yeah. sand. I, I agree. So that's kind of the way I, I started with it. Cause it's a little bit of a, for me, a trick question. Yeah. You would think red and yeah. that, that line yeah. Together as a as a father to his son, mm-hmm. we can rule the that's a very red thing to say. Yeah. Right? But I agree. I think he started out blue and um the trauma forced him into red. And part of the reason why I want to start with this mm-hmm. is um one, you can't pigeonhole someone into yeah. a specific color. Yeah. Um and um it's never any one color. Like there's overlap that happens. So this is not just a game; it's a learning opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Such teachers. You said it was a serious interview. That's <laughs> yeah, true. Just that. That's just one part. Uh, do you want to go next, Scott? Do you have one? I do have one. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go because this one is interesting to me. Let's go with uh, Ned Flanders. Ned, Ned Flanders. <laughs> We were talking about Ned Flanders before. He was cut from my list of names. Yep. You're gonna put. I'm gonna bring him up. So okay. Ned Flanders. Who do, you, who do you think, Chris? What do you think? Oh, I mean, I, my first thought would be yellow, but is that what you were thinking? I, I for maybe me, white. I was thinking blue, yellow, mm. or yellow blue, like probably yellow. I can see, I can see yellow being a, a strong, uh, making a strong case for a yellow primary. But there's definitely a blue tint in there, and and. Uh, white. I don't know that he has red. He may be a yeah. A, I would a, say a three color. I think the he's white, a lot of white. Yeah, I mean the kind of. How much does he ever confront Homer on all the stupid stuff he does and all the tools he steals from him? He could be 
like he's, yellow white. He's yeah. he's he's a little bit more social, and this is the this is the trap that white like then you fall into with white is you think the extrovert introvert, and so like I'm falling into that because he's very extroverted and very social, right? And, yeah, which leads me to the yellow side of things. But yeah. he has a clearly defined place that he enjoys, and he wants. I think it's church. Yeah, okay. so let's get back to right. church. Was he? He's yes. very proper in his dress, yeah. and and you know he has a set of rules. He has a strong moral compass. Well, and that would be blue, though. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. So, so those are the three colors, and I think they <laughs> like it may be even, uh, like even split thirty three percent. Sure, yeah. um, but I I would lean personally me toward blue, blue yellow. I actually have a handful of friends who are yellow white. And they're introverted yellows. Yeah. And it's a really interesting dynamic. Like when they're in a crowd, they're great. But then next thing you know, they've disappeared. Yeah. And they're hiding away in their hidey hole for a day or whatever. (laughs) We have a teacher here that is a like pretty even yellow white uh, on both sides. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Shane. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. I want to go with, uh, I want to go with Tim Taylor. I Tim the tool in I think he has two strong colors though it could be easily debated on. Yeah. So, you wanna go, Chris? You wanna take this one? Uh I'm gonna say red. Okay. Uh and my main reason for saying that is he's the most insensitive. <laughs> <laughs> and reds have yeah. very little sensitivity. Yeah. Uh so you'd have to make a hard it'd be a hard case to convince me that he's a blue. No, I don't think I he's a blue. For me, I was I was thinking yellow, yellow, red. I, I could see yellow, but he's, I mean, everything is about, he sees something, I'm going to fix it, we're going to get it done. He's not yeah. going to stop until it's done, which is but a very red poorly, thing. which is very yellow. Well, that's also red. Like, we that's don't fair. care about the details. We want to get it done. <laughs> that's a good point. Okay, I need the point. blues to come in to help make it high quality. You need your owl. As long as it doesn't take too long, yep. we got to get it done. Yep. <laughs> yep. And Al is definitely the blue Right, absolutely. Yeah, I think yeah. he's got a lot of yellow in him too, though. Yeah, I agree. A, a oh, yeah, significant percentage of yellow. If he's not, if he's not uh, a lot red with a lot yellow, like even percentage yeah. there, that is a lot yellow with a lot red. Right? And he definitely is distracted by the shiny objects, yes. which is a yellow thing. But he did. I mean, you think that's he true. Built, he built an entire <laughs> he is. empire. Like you know, he's got a, an entire TV show that he's put together, and like he's the driving force behind. I mean, that's that's prototypical. Let's get this done. Let's let's have goals. Let's meet those goals. It's very typical for a red. Yeah. yeah One thing we didn't mention, we probably should have. Yeah. There are unhealthy yes. colors oh, yeah. and there are healthy colors. Yeah. And it it can be easy to say, you know, you're being a blue and you're seeing the limitation. And that's not that's not fair. No, not yeah. at all. Um, I, we've probably both all worked with people who have been unhealthy colors yep. and healthy colors. And there's a huge difference mm-hmm. in their 100%. motivation. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. We're going long. You want to do one more each? Yeah, let's yep, do it. Let's do it. All right, Chris, you got one more? What color do you want? Ooh. Uh, we haven't really talked about blue. Let's get a blue dad. Okay. This is a little bit of a throwback. Okay. Steve Martin, father of the bride. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. That's the best example, pop culture-wise, I've seen of a blue yeah. man. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. And uh, my 17% of blue really grows exponentially when I watch that film, especially you, now that I have a daughter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, my first one I thought of blue, I don't know if it's right or not, but it was, it's Andy Taylor. 
I mean, sorry, Andy Griffith from the Andy Griffith Show. Oh yeah, is I he a blue? That. I would have like I've always think about like oh I bet he's a blue with the way I he. I think but he I haven't watched it in a long time. I think he was he. I think you're right. I think he's a blue in a time when it was not very like. I don't know. That was not very prevalent as a dad. Like in that, like when oh, I yeah. think of that time frame, just like you think of red dads, not yeah. necessarily blue. Just dads. The way he parented Opie was so, yeah. you know, emotionally yeah. driven, racial, relational. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I always think of uh, Ted Lasso. I, I, I see him mm-hmm. as being a blue. You think he's blue? I, I think there's. I think there's an element of like blue yellow. I think him. he definitely has a ton of blue. Yeah, that's interesting. Know. Yeah, what would be his primary and what's his secondary? Uh, whether it's blue or yellow, I love that example though. Yeah, I, he's because he is all heart. Yes, but it's a fun heart. <laughs> yes, yeah. he's definitely blue yellow. There's not a whole lot of logic in, in him. <laughs> right? Like yeah. he's very just emotional, emotionally driven. Yeah. All right. Uh, my last one. I'm gonna go with uh, maybe an easy one. Oh no, I'm gonna go with Clark Griswold. I had him on my list. Too. <laughs> I was like, I had John Matrix from Commando, but I feel like that's like way too like that's red. And like <laughs> And I had Peter Griffin, who I think probably exemplifies yellow. Um, but let's go with uh, Clark Griswold. What do we got? I'm not super familiar with him. I mean I'm I yeah. know him, but I don't watch okay. enough of it to make an educated answer. There's a lot of bl- there's a lot of yellow and there's a lot of blue. Yeah. I think with both of the with uh Clark. There's definitely some red, though. I mean, he's clearly right. got a, a getting from point A to point B. Uh, but and- only when he's been wrecked. Like, yeah. his whole purpose is... I Now that I'm saying this, I hadn't, I hadn't really processed this out. But, like, his whole purpose is bringing people together to have the best, like, familial yeah. experience, right? But that's almost white. That's his happy place. That's his place of peace. Yeah. Is this family experience. Like, this ideal that he has set. A good old fashioned Christmas, yeah. And so he's like on a mission to the meet. sentimental yeah. Christmas. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I think he's pretty even between a lot of the, a lot of the colors. He'd be the one who has like uh, twenty five of each of the yeah, maybe. four colors. I'm 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 thinking the more we talk, the more I'm thinking he's uh, yellow, blue, primary, secondary, mm. in there, which I can see because yellow is like he he reminds me a lot of me, unfortunately. <laughs> In the in the yellow part, like the sparkly lights, we're gonna make this, uh, like make this a thing. The problem that I have because I don't have any blue is I don't actually make it happen. And so, like, I'm like, wouldn't it be cool to cover our house in lights? Um, okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go away now. Yeah, yellows want to look good socially, right? So that would make sense. Yeah, Yeah. reds would be like, no. (laughs) <laughs> right, so, I'm not spending the time to do that, yeah. and that's that's my internal dialogue here. Like that'd be awesome. Nope. <laughs> okay, last one. Uh, you gonna do Brian Mills or you gonna do Mufasa? Mufasa. You gonna do Mufasa? Yeah, sure. All right, Mufasa. Who Brian Mills is. He is the dad from Taken. Oh gosh, <laughs> Liam needs a particular Taken. set of skills. <laughs> yes. Uh, is 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 using those skills as happy place. <laughs> I think he's dragging him so, back. That brings up that brings up an interesting yeah. point. That <laughs> land the plane with this. Uh, when you become a dad, ooh yeah, right. How much of what's naturally your motive, yeah, has to shift, mm-hmm. and how much do you live in other, which which the training would say you're becoming more charactered. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, he's probably super red. And at the point that we see him in the movie, he's got a, what, 17-year-old, 18-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. 
and he's starting to regret the fact that he's missed a lot of her life because he lived for red for so long. And now he wants to become more blue and have that connection with her. You know, right? That's a really good point. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that's that's deep. That's good. I know. And done. (laughs) That's a great podcast. Uh, Well, listen, thanks for joining us for another episode of Dad Shorts. Don't forget you can find us wherever you find your uh, podcast, whether that's Spotify or Apple. Uh, You can find us on Facebook at Dad Shorts Podcast. Uh, You can find us on TikTok at Dad Shorts Podcast. We uh, we recently, I'm pretty excited, our latest video on TikTok surpassed 1,500 views. Nice. Which, that's a lot. for. uh, We're only averaging like 200, so uh, I think it's fun. And I will say, on on our TikTok, we're going to start posting our... Uh, Mortal Madness Battles. That's um, your goal for this weekend, that's, right? our, that's our goal, is to start uh, round one, throwing those out there. So make sure that your yeah. voice is heard yes. in who is going to be our ultimate uh, action hero. Yeah. Uh, where you find your podcast, like, subscribe, rate, and we appreciate a five-star rating. Uh, I found out on another podcast, that's how the metrics go up. Like, if you have a bunch of five-star ratings, more people are likely to find you if you're searching for, like, a dad podcast so hey like our podcast and give it a five-star rating yeah. so that more people be like oh the dad shorts podcast yeah what's this legit share it on your socials share yes. it like share it everywhere text your friends scream it from the hilltops send a postcard to a friend yes smoke signals <laughs> smoke i don't know i don't know how you do that with a podcast oh uh, well thanks for joining us and we'll see you guys next episode later <laughs> it does occur to me that having two yellow hosts two yellow are, hosts are, <laughs> i'm sitting over here thinking <laughs> How do they finish? How do they end? Well, our, our, you need a red producer who just exactly stops. Right. Yes. Well, our red guest clearly said Mufasa. And we did David, or not, we did, we did uh, Taken anyway. Like, that's how I we was going to come back to Mufasa. And then we went so deep in Brian Mills. I just, I was living in my yellow. I just wanted to say Mufasa. <laughs> that's so good. Yeah.